Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 242 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, whoa, Sir Colonel Gable. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler, I am doing fantastic. Well, gaming has been really a good theme for this week for me. <laughs> I could say that without a shadow of a doubt, dude. It's like, I've been doing some major research upon games on the eShop. There's been so many games releasing digitally on the the Switch's eShop that I have literally been trying to do little investigor little investigating here and there just to see what exactly I want to play on that system. I mean, it's a work in progress still. Yeah. But uh, I have personally went over, I kid you not, maybe like 150 or 200 games, like give or take. <laughs> wow. Basically trying to just uh, dissect things. If some games are interesting or some, I'd look up some footage on YouTube or look up some like reviews. And uh, well, there's at least almost 100 games that I'm not interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, that list is going to get longer. It seems like every week looking at the quality oh. of some of the games coming out. Oh, man, that's not even the half of it. But uh, as long as it doesn't go like a Steam or like a freaking PlayStation Network or Xbox One marketplace where it's like the shit is just burying like uh, the good stuff, you know, that's pretty much what I asked for, not to bury any of the damn good stuff. But anyway, man, I'm doing all right. How have you been doing, Tyler? Uh, Doing all right. Uh, Long week. It's getting busier and busier every week so i haven't really had time to jump into any like you know single one game but i've been playing uh a plethora of games and i uh, made a big purchase this week um, yeah i talked a little bit about it on twitter but i bought the uh playstation vr Ooh. Uh, oddly just so happened to get it the same day the last guardian vr demo came out but i mean that's the hero there um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so you <laughs> no no yeah yeah but uh they had a, i was just kind of looking and i like they're they're like a hundred bucks all the bundles they have for the vr headset are a hundred dollars off like now through the uh i think maybe the end of the week it's coming it's gonna be the sales done soon i think it was only for a couple weeks and uh i was just kind of looking and i had some best buy point uh money uh, built up and uh they had a i was actually just gonna buy it was a 200 dollars bundle came with uh everything you needed and a uh, g uh grand chismo sports i think is what it's called yeah and uh which is the full uh game plus the headset and the game just came a couple months ago it's still 60 bucks um i was like cool i'll buy that and i'll use my best buy points to get it for like 150 bucks and then i, I started to look at it and back in october they re they re-released the uh or they they released a slightly upgraded version of the PSVR. Uh wasn't really wasn't really 
anything major. It's just kind of a couple less uh, plugins. They made it easier uh, for people when uh, wanting to. You have to like unhook the uh, like. There's like a little box that looks like the PS4 Pro. It's like a mini PS4 Pro. Yeah. That you hook all the. There's like six things you hook up to this thing. There's a bunch of wires for this PS4. The the setup process is crazy. Um, but I guess if you want to have HDR um, while you play games on your PS4, you had to unhook the box and plug everything back in normally. And then when you want to play PS PS4 games, uh, the PSVR, you had to hook everything back up. So the nice thing now with this, the new box they have is I can just leave everything plugged in uh, and still get HDR and all that stuff, especially with me having the Pro. But you can get HDR whether you have the Pro or not. But that's kind of nice. Um, yeah, pick that up. And, well, and so instead of get the $200 version with the GT Sports, um, do, includes the old model. So I was like, well, I, you know, I, I might as well get the newer model. It's going to make things a little nicer and, and it's a little simpler, uh, especially if I'm going to be jumping in and out of this thing. And uh, I found the, for 350 uh came with everything, I, everything you needed. Uh, well, let me backtrack. I was going to get the Doom one because I really wanted to play Doom VFR. Uh-huh. But that one's 300 bucks, but it doesn't come with the movie remotes. So I'm like, well, what the hell is the point of that? So for an extra 50 bucks, <laughs> I got the Skyrim bundle that comes with everything you need. Um, I'm just going to sell Skyrim because I, I don't like Skyrim. Uh, so, but it, it comes with Skyrim VR. I think it's just, I don't know if it, I don't, is it the full Skyrim game or is it just VR? I'm not really sure. I have to look into that actually. Um, it just says Skyrim VR on the on the box, on the case, but it, I don't know if it's the full game or not too. But uh yeah, so I got that bundle. Uh, I picked up a crap ton of games. I got Doom VFR. Uh, and it just so happened this week that they had a big sale on... Uh, on um, um, like There's a big holiday sale, but there's also a bunch of like VR games on sale. Mm-hmm. So um, I picked up uh, Farpoint. Um, what else did I get? I got a list here, actually. I, got, uh, I, I bought VR World, uh, PlayStation VR World. It's normally like 20 bucks. It's like $6.00. Basically, it's just a bunch of like mini tech demos. Um, Batman VR, I bought. Um, uh, I bought this uh, NBA 2K VR. It was a dollar. So I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. Uh, and then they have a bunch of free shit on there, um, too. And then, like, they have a bunch of demos and stuff you can play. Uh, so I got. Uh, I'm missing. I think I'm a couple. There's a couple I bought that I, didn't, I can't think of off the top of my head. I, I don't know if I said Doom VFR, but I bought that. Um, and then I pre ordered uh, that Accounting Plus. That yeah. was like everybody's <laughs> losing their minds over. Uh, comes out this Tuesday. Uh, during, it was it was shown off uh, back at the video game awards. That looks like it could be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I put, picked up quite a few games. Spent a decent amount of money on some of the stuff. Um, but I guess I'm talking about it. If you're cool with it, just jump into I guess what we've been playing because this is pretty much what I've been playing. Um, so I. I played it for... I, I didn't get really get a chance. I got it on Tuesday, but I didn't get a chance to play it until Friday night, just last night. And uh, <clears throat> I played it for a few hours. Uh, I'll say played for a few hours, and I played for a couple hours this morning. Felt totally fine. Uh, like a little like a little wobbly when I first came out of it. Um, but it was like I was, I was fine. Nothing wrong there. Uh, played uh, uh, Rec Room, uh, which is like a... Uh, it's just a beta right now, but I think it came out in the Vive and Oculus uh, or mid last year, I want to say. And, right. uh, or no, I'm not mid last year. Uh, I think mid, I meant mid this year. Um, 
and it's basically just like uh like it's like going to a community center you know like they have like a bunch of like they have like a bunch of little tiny games you can play like they have like paddle ball they have basketball and um my room has a very small ceiling probably i don't know probably seven and a half feet my tall my room is and uh i was playing and it's kind of cool so it's actually like basically like you're in like a rec room and there's people just like real people walking around in this in like this little mini uh you know looking bot looking people and uh you kind of like teleport around that's how you move and there's like people have headphones on you can hear them talking there's these two kids running around just throwing crap around the room uh and there's like games you can jump into and play against other people like i played paddle ball and there's like like a laser there's like a paintball looking game there too and this one person just walked up to me handing me a tennis racket like this real person walked up and we just started smacking this giant ball around uh and then uh i'm like i i found a like one of the rooms that like is like a basketball court. I'm like, oh, cool. So I picked up the basketball and I tried shooting it like a real basketball, not thinking, and about broke my finger on the ceiling. Oh. Uh, actually, scraped my knuckle up pretty good. Uh, so yeah, that was the first casualty of uh, <laughs> playing a VR. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I played the first the first night I played. I played in the living room. Uh, and a lot more room, a lot taller ceiling. Uh, so that was kind of cool. I actually kind of like moved some shit around my room. So I have like a, a, now I have like a, a bigger area because earlier I was playing it and I was like right up against the wall. So I kept reaching over and like hitting the wall with my hand oh. and, uh, realized, so I, I kind of, I'm playing on my couch now and like that, like I just kind of moved everything around. So I have a bigger area so I can, if I do need to move or walk around, I can actually, I can move my arms out. Can't do anything about the ceiling, but uh, I can at least have a bigger area of walking around because I've about tripped over some things uh, before. Uh, but also, <clears throat> I played, uh, the, they have a couple, like, the, so it comes with a demo disc. There's, like, the demo disc 2.0, and then there's the original demo disc that came with, with the original heads that came with last year. But you can just download them. Mm-hmm. And I played a few games on there. They have a job simulator demo. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of everybody's go-to. Everybody uh, says it's kind of the Wii Sports of uh, the VR kind of thing where it's just like uh job simulator is where it just kind of shows you like the, the silly things you can do like so basically you just like you're not like so the demo is like 10 minutes you're just sitting in an office and someone comes up to you and like they hand like you can like you can grab donuts out of a box and you need to eat the donuts or you turn your computer on and you can just pick up things and i'm just like chucking it at people like just paper airplanes <laughs> chucking it uh so it's kind of cool uh i mean pretty much everything out right now that most of the stuff i played is just kind of like tech demo stuff uh <clears throat> that was kind of fun. I actually kind of went, I might pick that up as like twenty bucks for that game. Uh, but I have noticed like a lot of the, I, I I kind of knew before, but I didn't realize a lot of these games are like really expensive. Uh, they're they're yep. charging a premium price for some of this stuff. Um, another game I talked about, I, I bought it was this normally twenty bucks. I got it for five. It was VR World. Um, it has this like ocean. A couple there's like five or six different like little games on it. Uh, I played a couple of them. One was like Ocean Explorer, I think is what it was called. And it's just like, you go like you're in a cage underwater. And they like, take you down to the bottom of the ocean. And it's just like you see... It's kind of cool. Just turn around and you're looking all around. And uh, you don't do anything. You just kind of look around. But it was, it was actually really cool looking. Uh, the other, I think the coolest thing I saw of that was a game called London Heist. And you're actually like... Uh, you're stealing a diamond. And you get in a car chase. And it's actually cool. You can actually like, pop the door open. And you yeah. can actually lean out and look behind you. Uh-huh. And like shoot out the shoot out of the vehicle and, like in a car chase. And... Uh, like you're getting, you're in a shootout, and you're hiding behind a desk, and you kind of pop out and shoot. You no, know, it's kind of cool. Um, 
My sister actually played it. She played the Drive Club VR uh, demo. And she got in the car and she looked over and she looked in the passenger. Because like you can see on the screen what they, what they can see. And she looked over at the um, <clears throat> the passenger seat. And she actually reached out to feel the leather of the passenger seat. And she was like, oh. <laughs> Just forgetting that she's wearing this VR headset. And I that, that happened to me a few times too when she was sitting watching me play. And I'm like, you see it over there? And I'm pointing uh, like to where I what I see. But she's looking at the screen. I'm like, you know, I'm in the VR headset. And she's like, like you're you're pointing to the bedroom. I'm like, no, look at that over there. And I'm pointing at it. I'm pointing at like a, uh, like a, a fish or something like that, an ocean explorer. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, so I had to explain it to her. But it was it's kind of cool. Like, you know, you're playing this VR, but like so quickly, like you are like sucked into this world, and like you're like you're there. And uh, yeah, <clears throat> one uh, I played the so on like the final you know final straw for me of getting this the last guardian vr uh i played that this morning uh it's only like probably 10 or 15 minutes and there's more things you can do probably make, i mean maybe 20 minutes uh but at one point in this thing it's actually like <clears throat> it was really cool so this last guardian vr looks really good R- really really good <clears throat> but uh at one point you're actually like walking onto like this really thin ledge and you're like balancing on this ledge and I actually like like you look down, you're like you can't even see this. You're so far up, you can't even see the bottom. And I'm just like, oh my god! And I like I, I grabbed onto my couch and was like trying to balance. Like I actually thought I was on like this beam about to fall over. And uh, oh, fuck so, that shit. Yeah. And so then the thing you gotta do in like the, like, the, the regular Last Guardian game is you have to like a lot of times the boy has to jump and then Trico catches him the last second. Because you can't like get jump across this ledge, and he he can fly over, but then he's got to catch you. So at one point, you actually got to jump, and he's got to catch you. And it actually, I felt like I was falling. I'm like, oh my god, I'm looking down. <laughs> Last second, he catches you. Uh, <clears throat> it was really cool. It, you know, like I said, it's like ten minutes, uh, and a lot of the stuff on, like I said, a lot of stuff on here is just tech demos. Uh, I played a Playroom VR, which is kind of like I think like almost like the Nintendo Lands, uh, like yeah. the Wii U packing game. Or uh, I played this one game. It's like a Ghostbuster game, and it's like a lot of the games in there are like two to five players you know, on this player playroom play VR, and it's free. Um, and it's like I, one of the games on there we played is uh, so yeah, people can have the controller. Like we played one game, uh, my sister and I did, where she had the controller, and she had like she had uh, she was a mouse and I was a cat, and she had cheese, and I like move with the helmet or with the VR headset to like catch her, and like that's how I controlled it was by moving my head around. And she had she was a mouse with the cheese and I'd catch her and take the cheese away from him. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then we played this Ghostbuster one where it's like she can see the ghosts on the screen, and I have but I have like the proton pack or whatever, and uh, she's got to tell me where they are and I got to point and shoot and find them. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then like I played NBA 2K VR. Like that's like I said, this game was only a dollar. Normally it's five bucks. <laughs> this game's a rip off for five bucks. Uh, it's <laughs> Basically, like, it's a catch-and-shoot kind of, like, uh, um, mini-game. A three-point like, challenge, pretty much. Yeah, well, it's it's more just, like, beat-the-buzzer challenge, where it's, like, uh-huh. so they, they chuck you the ball, and you got to, like, kind of figure out where it's going to, like, you got to catch it. Like, you got to hold, like, the uh, the, the move controller. You got to hold the uh, R2. Or maybe it's just a PlayStation controller. But you hold the button down, you catch it, but you got to find the angle. Sometimes it's a lob pass. Sometimes it's just a straight chest pass. And then you got to, like, turn, and you got to shoot. Uh, and try to line the shot up, and you got like five seconds to do all this. And every time you make it, they put you in like a harder, 
um, shot or different angle or like eventually the last one's like a half court shot and you got to try to nail as many of these as you can and um, it gives me points as you can in like a certain amount of time uh, and that was really it like there's it's basically like a score challenge you can play with friends um, but and when I played uh, Until Dawn's Rush of Blood and it's basically just like you're on like a uh, like a um, like a, almost like a roller coaster ride but you have a gun you like you like doing target practice uh, and like you end up like getting like taken off to the side area where it's supposed to go into and you're like there's like clowns trying to kill you uh, I only played the first level but it was kind of cool I liked that actually a lot uh, like I actually scared the shit out of me a few a few times um, but and I played all these felt fine like I said no issues I'm like alright this is I'm like okay I'm not feeling sick because I played the Resident Evil 7 demo uh, early last year I want to say yeah last year it was right before the uh, PSVR came out it's actually what sold Justin on it getting it day one um, but uh I, uh, damn, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so I'm sorry. I remember, I totally spaced <laughs> out. So when I played it last year, um, and it kind of, like, turned me off a little bit, I played it, and it was only, like, a 15-minute demo. Um, like, I was feeling a little queasy afterwards. Like, I was actually kind of, a little, like, a little scared to drive. Because uh, I felt a little loopy. And I was like, oh, I don't know if, you know, if, if this is something I can do, or if this is something that we're ready for yet. Um, but like I said, like I've said a few times, it's like, the games are getting there, uh, uh, and I want you know it's getting it's a good deal. It's probably the cheapest I'm going to find it for a while, right around the holidays. Um, but yeah, I played all these games, felt fine. And then uh, earlier today, I played just before we started a couple hours before we started, uh, we hopped on the Skype call. Uh, I played the Batman VR, yeah. um, and it was twenty bucks, uh, and it's not worth twenty. It's like a forty-five minute game, uh, and it's barely. It's not even. A, it's a game. Not even a game. Like so, basically, what you do in it is you're Batman. You like you starts off with your you see your parents die you, you're, you know, as a little kid and it jumps ahead and you're uh, you put the costume on which is kind of cool and then you go into the Bat Cave and you find out like Night uh, Night uh, Wing and Robin are gone and you go find them and uh, it's basically just like a detective thing where you got like so spoiler alert for this game I guess I don't know it's a year it's over a year old and it's a forty five minute tech demo uh, so Night Night Wing's dead you find him dead in, in the alley. And you gotta do like this detective stuff, and you gotta like figure out uh, how he died and who killed him, and it's basically just trying to find his murderer. And um, like halfway through it, I felt a little loopy, like I was feeling like a little like got the spins a little bit. And uh, so I finally I finished the game up. I kind of got through it real quick, and uh, for like the next hour, I felt like. Every, like everything was spinning it's still kind of spinning it's been like four hours Seriously? and everything's yeah like i'm like a little lightheaded everything's kind of spinning uh i i went like i was i went had to go lay down for a little bit actually uh, and i fell asleep for like 45 minutes and it helped a little bit but uh, i felt like i feel like i'm gonna be sick like i don't feel like i'm gonna be sick now but I, I legitimately thought i was gonna throw up for a good hour or so there and uh yeah i had to just sit there sit down and lay down like it's Every time I like I every time I would stand up, it just like it felt like I was on a like on a cruise ship with right. like hitting waves. Like I was just like everything was like bouncing around. It, like and like I said, still now it's messed with me a little bit. But uh motion sickness most Yeah. Likely. Yeah. So like I was struggling with the game, like I don't know what was wrong. Like the entire time, like my I was playing all these other games with the setup and it was fine. But with this game for some reason I was like I don't know, it was just wasn't 
I was like reaching for things and like my hand would like disappear and I'd be out like it'd be out of play area or I'd be like I would teleport to the next area and my like some reason like I would be like clipped into like uh, the wall or something like that and like reaching for things just wasn't natural like you have to reach for like the stuff on your utility belt and it wasn't like I would go put my hands in the spots like and I tried recalibrating several times and I think that did it was just like it wasn't it just wasn't like line it wasn't calibrated or wasn't lined up right uh oh their games you know they're wonky whatever like i said they're a lot of tech demos I said that a lot but that's what they are for the most part but they work pretty much fine and like i said a lot of times i'd play them i know i'm in a vr headset but i forget i'm playing i'm forgetting i'm playing a game and i try to reach for something there's games where i played it where i'm just using the headset and i'm reaching with my hands to grab something and i can't do it you know it's like it, it's this one it was like the entire time it just felt off uh so yeah so like i said all the other stuff was cool and it's fun i'm not gonna sit there and say this is like a totally buy this now kind of thing uh like there's no like i i want to i'm gonna check out doom and uh farpoint um here soon and uh i want to check out the some of the more like actual like real games starting to see and see how those are like everything i've played so far is just small tech stuff but, uh, yeah, so far, I mean, outside of this, hope, I'm hoping this Batman VR thing was just kind of a, uh, just a bad game, bad VR game, and not kind of something that's going to continue to happen to me, because I hope I can actually use this stuff, because I, you know, there's some cool stuff coming on the horizon that I want to play, I got some cool stuff I want to play now, but, um, yeah, so far, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not dissatisfied with my purchase, I want to, you know, I'm going to keep playing stuff on it, and there's some, like I said, cool stuff coming up, but, uh, Want to real quickly jump into something else I've been playing a little bit of. Uh, talked about a little bit last week, uh, but Zelda Breath of the Wild uh, Champions Ballad DLC uh, is officially out. Have you, have you got a chance to play it yet? I haven't. I haven't had a chance really to play it yet, but uh, I'm going to dive into that sooner or later. <laughs> yeah. Um, when I played it, I, I played not all of it. I played it for a couple hours, <clears throat> and I talked about a little bit last week how it like was pretty tough, like one of the shrines I couldn't beat. Finally finished the shrine up, uh, beat it. Uh, I kept getting the last part and dying at the very last jump, and it's like a three-minute-long shrine. And it's, I was getting more upset just because, like, you know, like when you like keep dying in a spot, like there's like a, it's like multiple layers of a challenge, and every time you yep. die, you gotta do the whole thing over again. And like yep. you get like after a while, you just like kind of go through the motions of the first like five steps to get to the last step again of the spot you keep dying at. And then you get to that point where you like you just you're getting so like irritated that you just you keep dying like in the first spot or like the spot you beat a thousand times. That was me multiple times. I kept dying at the first the first step after I beat it like a hundred times, and uh, I had, like like I'm like all right, I can't do it. I gotta walk away. I'm getting too frustrated or I'm like I'm getting too impatient on the patience to get through this. And I, so anyways, finally back at my third attempt sitting down trying to play it. I knocked it out like my third shot. I think third or fourth shot. Um, so, uh, but beat those, so, like, so basically kind of go back a little bit. Starts off, you get this one hit obliterator, what it's called, and it kills all the enemies with one hit, but you can't leave the Great Plateau, and you put the weapon down, uh, to start all over again. So you basically can't, once you get this one hit obliterator, uh, weapon, you can't do anything but these, these, these four, these four shrines and these missions, uh, before continuing on. So I did all that. I beat the four shrines. Uh, you get the four uh, orbs, and you can 
you know, add another heart or a stamina thing. And uh, then it gives you uh, four different areas you're going to go to. And they each have, like, these little uh, stones with, like, pictures of the map on it with, like, little dots on them. So, basically, each pillar or each of those four different areas to go to with um, with three different pillars on each for each four places you got to go to. And each of them are, like, you got to figure out on the map where those places are. So, I went yeah. to the first one. And each one's for each guardian. So, I went to the first one for uh, Rivali, I think is what his name is, the bird. And, yeah. um, I figured out the, I figured out the first place to go to and he'd go like, so I guess minor spoiler. One of the places you gotta go to is if you, in that area, if you remember, there's like a target practice thing. You, you can jump and you fly or you jump yeah. and you get the thing and you like shoot, you, you shoot the targets. So one of the things you gotta do is you gotta shoot, um, four targets while in the air and then uh, a shrine comes up. So basically you gotta, uh, there's three different things you gotta do for each guardian. You gotta uh, so twelve altogether. Uh, you gotta beat all twelve challenges, and each challenge you beat uh, gives you a shrine to the complete. So there's twelve shrines you gotta do there. Uh, oh no, actually I guess that'd be yeah yeah twelve shrines, three shrines for each guardian. Yeah, so twelve. And uh, for some reason I can't beat it. Like I even I kept I hit four targets, and I'm like, am I doing the wrong thing? Maybe I didn't figure it out right. And I looked up. I went. Well, I actually went and watched a YouTube video to see if what I was doing wrong. And as far as I can tell, I'm doing everything right. So I don't know what the hell, I, something minor I'm missing. Uh, but I was kind of reading a little more into it that without spoiling it. And I don't know, like, if I'm going to keep, like, I, I'm going to go back to it. But I'm not, like, as excited to go back to it as I once was. Um, it seems like it's just more, like, challenges than, like, an extra, like, make more, like, it's not like Frozen Wilds for Horizon Zero Dawn, where it's like, here's a whole other section of the map. Here's a whole new story quest to do. Um, here's all these, like, quests. You can, like, this just feels like challenge mode kind of thing. Yeah. Where it's like, here's, like, some kind of, like, uh, more difficult challenges, more difficult shrines uh, that you can do. It's more like Master Quest kind of stuff. Not as hard as Master Quest, but it feels like it's just more of that. Like, um, So... I'm cool at this point, I guess, in that. I was hoping... I don't know really what I was wanting out of Champions Ballad. Um, whether it was, like, more... Like, another area of the map. Um, or just more... Just shrines. Like, 30 new shrines to do. Added somewhere on the map. but Or a new... Uh, uh, Guardian. Or be- Divine Beast to do. And it does have a new Divine Beast in there. But, uh... I, yeah. I don't know. I guess reading about it and reading some reviews about what it is. I think if you... You know, uh, one of those people, hardcore Zelda guys that um, beat all the shrines or love, just want more stuff to do in Zelda Breath of the Wild. This is for you. I guess for someone like me that just like the story and like going across the world and just, um, I don't know. I guess it's not something I'm, I guess I really wanted. But uh, yeah, I'm going to check it out and keep playing it and see. Maybe my opinion will change. Maybe I have to get through this stuff to get to the better stuff. I don't know. But uh, I, lo- I love Breath of the Wild, and uh, I-, I definitely want to go back and play some more of it. So uh, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Gables? You know, speaking on the topic of the Nintendo Switch, like I've said previously, I did little bits of like research for what good games or something that I wanted to try on the Switch. Well, that led it up to me purchasing quite a few bit of eShop games on the Switch in general. So 
as of now, I actually have a good solid, what is it, five or six new Switch games Wow! that I actually have. I got a couple yesterday, but uh, over the past month, I've been kind of accumulating a little bit of eShop like uh, cash for just waiting on specific sales, specific uh, dates, and I was able to pick up six brand new eShop games that I wanted to try to try out. So yesterday I went over to the GameStop, picked up It'll Do 2, and uh, The End is Nigh, which is a new one that's by Nicalis, from the same maker that's done like Super Meat Boy, I think. So those two are new games that just, that uh, one of them even released this week. The other couple are a couple of uh, games that have been commercial hits that I hadn't had a chance really to try out yet. One is SteamWorld Dig 2. Nice. I got that for 15 That was on sale. Then I got that The Mummy Demastered, which that one's the one I went forward. That was the one that is supposed to be pretty fun. So I ended up getting that as well. And... uh, I actually picked up I Am Setsuna as well. Hmm. I Am Setsuna okay. was on sale. It was initially like 40 bucks, but it was like about 23 24 last week. Yeah. And since I've heard quite a good things about it, I picked that one up. And uh, let's see. Anything else right here? I'm trying to think here. I said six new games. So one of, one of the other ones I just actually purchased today was uh, there was a game by the name of Voez or something or Voz or something. It is basically a music, a rhythm music game, where it was on the iOS, on phones, actually, before coming on the Switch. But it was actually one of the first eShop games put on the Switch earlier on when it launched. And basically, I will start off by what I've been playing by saying I've actually played a little bit of uh, Voaz, that game that I downloaded today. And I gotta admit, it's entirely, it's actually feels pretty fun to play. Because basically the controls are entirely touch-based. So you do not have to use any of the Joy-Cons or any type of controllers. And you can only use it like in handheld mode only. Obvious reasons. But basically it works sort of similar to a style of, say, how you would play on a piano. Where... There are notes falling down and stuff towards uh, the bottom of the screen, and you got to touch things in order to, like, create chains of notes and stuff. From the get-go, you you spend, like, about 25 bucks to buy this game, right? Well, there's over 100-plus tracks that are that's on this uh, game. They're listed from, like, A to Z, and I actually, before even starting, like, playing in depth with it... I checked out, and there's literally so many tracks that last anywhere between like a minute to about three minutes in length. And uh, you can adjust the, the difficulties of uh, each track and do this and do that. I am just having a ball playing this. I mean, it is literally something that's vastly different than what I had been playing in terms of action games, in terms of RPGs, and all this other stuff. This is, it's quite possibly pretty relaxing, in my honest opinion. I finished, like, about five, six tracks or stuff, then I ended up turning it off. So I, I spent, like, a good, like, half an hour or so playing the game. I'm going to be going back to this pretty soon, because, you know what? Music rhythm games are one of those types of uh, genres which I love trying out. 
and what's funny, it was either between that game or another game that released just uh, this past year too. It's also for the same makers here. It's called Demo or something. Mm-hmm. It was also a mobile game that uh, released in 2013, but is supposed to be a little like fundamentally better than what I bought today, Voez. So I may want to try to uh, purchase that game down the line in the future. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to mention, this is a game I raved about back in uh, 2014. Almost made my Game of the Year, uh, game of the year list uh, back then. And yeah. it's uh, called Frederick the Resurrection of Music. Yeah. Uh, so you probably remember we talked it was a Wii U game. Yes, I remember uh, the, you talking about it. Yeah, and uh, it's finally coming to the Switch. Uh, this was like a $2 game back on the Wii U, and I fell in love with this game. Uh, it's actually on iOS. They've, there's actually a sequel to it, but for some reason it never made it to the Wii U. But anyways, it's coming. It's being ported over the Switch. I imagine you're going to play it in handheld mode. Um, but it's going to be $6. comes out December 21st, which I believe is Thursday. Um, oh. And I just want to mention that to you. One, to you, because you were talking about Boaz there. And um, also, that it's a great fucking game, and you guys should support that game. Especially because you're not going to... I was like, they're probably going to charge like 15 bucks for this game. And it's only $6, because <laughs> everything on Switch is like 15 bucks or more. So that's awesome that this game is going to be a good price, and it's a really cool game. So more people should check it out. It's only like it's like an hour-long game, too. Um, so I just want to pimp that game out. Come on, that fucking day one. But go ahead, okay. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. That's no problem right there. I actually seem to uh yeah that's probably something i'm gonna try out but to actually, like, better for the next week <laughs> but uh yeah voez is definitely an interesting game that i will continue on when whenever i feel like it it i'm definitely under no pressure to finish that game at all <laughs> yeah. it seems like the type of game that you can go back to like whenever you want just play a couple tracks and it's just soothing relaxing it's basically some you play in between big games or something that you want to finish that's the feel i get from it but uh that was like 25 that game so it was quite a bit of worth but then again you basically paid for not just the game, but every single bit of the DLC tracks that uh, came with the game when it was on mobile. So it had like 100 plus tracks on mobile too, from what I understand. So you hmm. get the whole package. And that's like one of the few types of games that are on the eShop right now that are mobile games. Some of them actually have their entire DLC content on, you know, downloadable like with the game on switch as opposed to just buy it like microtransaction stuff so there's like another game that uh kind of makes use of it too which i think it's like implosion or something like that it looks like an action slasher or something like that but uh hey maybe i'll say something about it if i ever buy it <laughs> but uh the next game is actually a game i beat just today I ended up beating Snake Pass for the Nintendo oh, Switch. Oh, cool. Nice. Okay. Okay. I've heard, I've heard great things. Okay, I'll say this right now. This is a good game. I know this is a good game, like the way it looks, the way the level designs are pretty fun, pretty intuitive, too. I did have, 
quite a bit of fun going through controlling Noodle, the snake, in order to try to terrain, collect little bits of jewels. Did I want to get 100% everything? Fuck no. <laughs> but the reasoning why I was not tempted to even try to complete this game is a combination of a few things. And these are the, kind of the few gripes that I've had about the game. One, the controls. The thing about Snake Pass is you control Noodle the Snake, and a lot of the times when you're controlling it, it's based upon like weight-based physics with the snake itself. Combine that with some of the uh, the ways, the you know, how the controls are laid out, where you press the A button to lift Noodle's head, and then like uh, you use the control stick, the left control stick to like, you have to wave it like back and forth, like you basically go like up and then like just wave it like to corner left or corner right or something like that to make a move just to gain momentum and combine that with like the R trigger and stuff. But uh, the execution of the controls sometimes can feel a little bit janky. And what I mean by a little bit janky, I mean there are times when you're wrapping around specific like uh, specific things. Say like you're rip like wrapping around like a bamboo like a stick or something like that to try to get up to a certain like a certain path because you have to uh, wrap a noodle around like some bits of the bamboo sticks in order to get higher on a platform or something. There are times when you try to wrap around it and sometimes the snake will not even wrap around fully or even with like the gripping like the grip button that I have with uh, the L trigger. And then there are times when I don't know why, but sometimes the weight of Noodle's head, like, literally will go through and it will just drop and all of a sudden the rest of the snake will just go down with him. <laughs> <laughs> so there were times, like, especially at the later stages, that when they incorporate wind elements and I try to wrap myself around, like, specific, like, uh, bamboo terrain, I, like I was just saying, there are times, like, I try to lift his head up and all of a sudden I just see his head like go the opposite direction to where I wanted to go because it just somehow just wants to bounce from like one thing to another. Which I try to correct, you know, by trying to rewrap him again, but then again, I'm just seeing the snake kind of like uh, repel that and all of a sudden he just gets unwrapped from the friggin' vine and then just falls to his death. I'm like, are you fucking serious <laughs> right now? I had... I had plenty of, like, frustrating moments while I was playing the later stages of Snake Pass. Granted, this game, in its essence, is probably, like, around a four... Like, a four-and-a-half, five-hour game, depending upon if you want to collect... Go after the collectibles, or go after the essence drops, or all the... Well, you pretty much have to collect all the... the jewels and stuff like that in order to beat the game, but, uh... Like I said, the gameplay can be fun. The looks of the game are very artistic and very akin to old Rare games from, like, uh, well, their art style, at least. There's plenty of variety of levels. The level designs can actually be pretty uh, kind of ingenious, too. You Sometimes you're just left with a feeling of, like, okay, how am I going to get to this area right here? And all of a sudden you find, like, a ledge or you find a couple hidden collectibles that uh, you didn't know were there. And it's like, oh, okay, that's pretty fun. That's pretty ingenious right there. But, like I told you before, it's like, 
the biggest hurdle inside this game is just trying to master controls of Noodle the Snake and then try <laughs> to get him to not only solve puzzles, but also to try to get him up, like, the specific platforms or to, like, avoid pits, like, uh, that'll drop you to your death or avoid spikes or avoid, like, dropping into, like, lava pits or getting blown off edges and stuff. Yeah, that's where the challenge comes in, is the controls. So, overall, I in, I enjoyed Snake Pass. I thought it was a good game. Do I think it's worth 20 bucks? I think anybody who has any other games that they want to play as a priority first, I would recommend them just to play that instead of, like, say, Snake Pass at the moment. I, it's definitely a game where you want to wait for a discount. Like I said before, the only reason why I have the game to begin with is I saw a discount a few weeks ago where it's like 10 bucks. I'm like, okay, $10. I'll spend the money. I've been interested in playing the game. I got my money's worth. I definitely got my money's worth, and I definitely felt good. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Was there, like, any questions that you had, though, Tyler? No, I, I was just kind of, you know, you're kind of, I've heard really great things about that game when it first came out, but it came out early in the Switch. So, it did. Uh, I'm wondering if maybe the kind of love for it was just because it was the first, it was really the first big eShop game for the Switch. It was. So. It was. It was, you haven't heard too much about it from anyone else ever since it released. I mean, it's on other platforms too. It's on PS4, it's on Xbox One, it's on Steam oh, and stuff like that, but the reason why people give so much attention to the switch version it's one of the first major eShop games that came out on the system itself yeah along with uh voez and stuff the other game that i was playing yeah i think this one also had like it came the switch first if i remember correctly yeah so yeah no i mean i don't have any questions i just it was a game i've actually been interested in so i'm kind of i'm curious to your opinion so yeah it's definitely a game i might wait on until it's, it's cheaper i don't know if i'm gonna you know i imagine you know the Switch is getting better with sales lately, but I'm, I'm gonna I might wait until it's like I see like a you know flash sale or something on PS4. Dude, it's I like highly five bucks. I highly recommend you just go ahead, just wait for a sale on it. I mean, it's yeah. a good game, but yet I would not spend full price for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But there is one final game that I have been playing and I have pl been playing a lot of, and that's Destiny Two. Oh shit. Okay, so okay. earlier on this week, my one of my coworkers and I had been uh, debating upon like when we wanted to play like some bits of the campaign and stuff, the story missions. I think it was like last Saturday, no, last it was last Friday, like before reporting last week's podcast, where we got like a little bit into it. Then last this past Wednesday of this week, we got. Yeah, we leveled up quite a bit, actually. We got to, like, about from level 8 or 9 to, like, level four, like 13, 14 or something like that. And at that point, we were already, like, halfway through the campaign. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we basically went forth and uh, played quite a bit of, like, the public events and, like, just leveled up a bit. We did some story missions. I mean, I gotta say, though, the story missions in Destiny 2, they do feel better in terms of the content in Destiny 1. I think I said that before, I think, last week, too. But uh, yeah. what's the meat and the potatoes of this, though, is, like, you go through the public events. You There are options where you can go to separate adventure 
missions if you want to. They're basically the side missions of the main story. And so I've spent a lot of time today going through and completing some of them. Like one of them is like on Earth and I do know there's like a couple more on like Titan that I've gone through and completed. I basically have no more adventure missions now on Titan considering that I just did most of them. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Titan's the one within the, like the uh in the ocean, isn't it? Uh I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I spent yeah, I, I spent a lot of time there going around. I got into a cycle of just going around like I leveled up like crazy uh, in that one. I was the same as you though. I, I think I beat all the adventures uh, or the, the, basically the bigger side quests before I even left any left the planet. Oh, I know. I know how you feel. I mean, I kind of felt like I was going to do that eventually too. But uh, I think I, I was just more or less when I was doing my playthroughs with one of my coworkers. It's like we were just going through like some of the main story missions, seeing like how some of them are. Well. Having played a lot last night and some bits of it this morning and stuff, I'm officially over level 20. Nice. <laughs> With my hunter. And I locked all of the... Uh, I unlocked all of the freaking classes, the the subclasses nice. and stuff. So now not only do I have the Arc Strider class, but I got the Gunslinger class and I got the uh, the last one, which is more like a, a Darkstalker or something like that. Hmm. <sighs> I gotta admit, though, I kind of like the gunslinger thing a little bit more, only because it's like it's deals with like golden gun stuff, yeah, and various other like fun stuff I can do. That's that's what I used uh, in this game. That's but it's the same uh, uh, supercharged attack that they had in the first game. That's what I used in this game too. I didn't care for the first one. It was just like you had like the the spear or the not the not spear, but like a. It, it was more like a lance or something like that. Yeah, and they just go around like you just like mash the R two button. I like it, the golden gun better. It, golden it gun base, I know, man. The golden gun thing kind of felt better in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, there was like that the whole staff, the whole like uh, thing that you were using with the Arc Strider class. While yeah. fun and stuff like that, I kind of like the idea of like using projectiles with the the hunter because it's like. Okay, you do the gunslinger stuff, you can do like incinerary grenades, you can do this and that and stuff. And then on top of that, you have access to maybe use potentially six shots of a golden gun to where you yeah. can just beat enemies in like in one hit. You know, that that felt great. <laughs> My main objective for like uh, Destiny 2 right now is potentially like playing a little bit more, probably tonight or tomorrow. And then like maybe finishing up the campaign because uh, I I really wanted to uh, go forth and want to finish Destiny 2 before the year's end. Because if somehow if somehow I like I just go and just get enough of it or something, I just wanted to have the main campaign out of the way and just wait until whatever else comes out, maybe in the spring. You know, because I'm just in the mood where it's close towards the end of the year. There's a few weeks left before we do our big old end of the year podcast and it's like i'm finishing up the rest of the games that or trying to finish up the rest of the games that i had started and now i'm just am just steamrolling through stuff so snake pass was one of the games that i beat destiny 2 no doubt i'm gonna beat that regardless of whether i'm playing with someone or not i just want this the campaign missions done so i can have that out of the way <laughs> so for the most part i am really have been enjoying my time 
developing my character, playing with other people, and like just getting things done in Destiny too. <laughs> yeah. It's been fairly enjoyable. Yeah, so, it's a really well made game. Even the I talked about back when I played it, but the, even the uh, the side quests are like actually fairly well made. And yes, they not, are not boring and repetitive, and the the story behind them is actually interesting. It's not like yes. The, what was it, what were those called in the first game? We just they were like patrol missions. Yeah, the patrol missions. Those things were garbage. So there's so there there's only like six. Like after you beat the adventure, the side quests and those they just go away. And then there's like little you know patrol missions you can do. Uh, I think after you finish the game, and there's actually like a whole slew of things they give you after you beat the game. But uh, yeah, it's a much better made game the, uh, uh, than the first one was. So. So yeah, that's all I've been playing. All right, well that's cool, man. Uh, good stuff this week. Yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, I gotta talk to Justin still and figure out try to if, if he's gonna be able to make it for the show, the game of the year. I would love to have him here. Obviously, um, he wants to be here. But uh, yeah, we need, uh, hopefully do that in the next couple weeks. Yes. Um, so yeah, but uh, moving on to some news. End of the year, pretty much everybody's shutting down. Uh, not too much big stuff i think you know the vgas and or the video game awards and um psx was kind of like the last splurge of big stuff coming out a mm-hmm. uh, few small things we can run we can kind of pass through real quick um this one i think is more for you uh but pokemon crystal is coming to 3ds on january 26th mm-hmm. uh so they gold and silver came out what back in september yeah for ten dollars a piece and uh, we were talking about, it's kind of weird, like red, blue, and yellow came out the same day, but they didn't do that with gold and silver. Well, now we're getting crystal uh, in just over a month. And I guess in Japan, there was like this contest, there was like something they did where people had a chance of getting Celebi. Yes. Uh, and it was only in Japan. Well, now with this, there is a chance for everybody to get a Celebi after they complete the main game. So That's uh, amazing. Yeah, so nothing really to add on to that. I don't think. I mean, are I'm I'm actually are you planning on probably picking this up? I know you're a little burned out on Pokemon games, but um, let's see. Yes, I will eventually pick up Pokemon Crystal. I do like the fact that they gave you access to potentially catch Celebi because that was previously locked in Pokemon Crystal through like an event or even like inside Japan. Pokemon Crystal had, like, an online component, oh, yeah. believe it or not. It had an online component, this Game Boy Advance game, and it actually there was an adapter where you could attach the Game Boy Color to a line or something like that to a cell phone, and you were able to not only just set certain things, but it was more or less almost like a uh, how the online infrastructure would later be implemented inside the, the DS Pokemon games until it eventually evolved into what it is right now with uh, Sun and Moon. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a little bit of history right there, a little bit of trivia for you. Huh, but, cool. uh, yeah, I'm really interested in playing Pokemon Crystal only for the fact that uh, they're obviously the third version of Gold and Silver. There are some better stuff. There are some better, like, Pokemon you can train and do things, like, across the, the entirety of the game and stuff. Yeah. But like I said before, I'm probably not going to pick it up right away. It's kind of like the same thing when I what I did with Pokemon Yellow on the 3DS when it came to eShop, where it's like, I played through Red and Blue entirely. I 
basically did like 20 something hours of red and then I steamrolled everything in Pokemon Blue with like under 10 hours. Yeah, I remember that. Don't understand how you did that. Okay. Oh, you don't understand how I did that? <laughs> no, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, got, I, I got like 30 hours in the Pokemon Yellow and I just got to the. Uh, what's the road called before you get to the Elite Four? Victory Road. Victory Road, yeah. I just got there and I'm like way under level. So. Well, yeah, with Pokemon Blue, I knew exactly what Pokemon to get and, like, implement what type of crit natures, like, with, uh... I basically went, like, with four creatures. I went with Blastoise, Sandslash, Jolteon, and I think Fero. Yes, Fero was it, too. And basically, Sandslash implemented because of the high speed it had. It could crit things with Slash, and then you have basically four Pokemon that you go through the entire game, like the NPC characters, not catch any other Pokemon. So I had basically everything else all planned out and I went through in under 10 hours. So... <laughs> you take away the catching element and the game is actually really short. Yeah. <laughs> in <true>. comparison. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I took the three main starters plus Pikachu and then uh, Pidgeot, because you gotta have Pidgeot. He's the best. Yeah. My, my HM whore. So, yeah. So, yeah. My, my, <laughs> I went with my, went with my heart over the, uh, probably the smart way to do it. Yeah. So, um, but moving on to some more Nintendo news. Um, Nintendo Switch, uh, that came out, they officially have reached, uh, 10 million sales as of, uh, December 1st of this, uh, this year. God damn. So, uh, they are on pace to sell, um, uh, about 14 million, um, at the, through the end of February. So just so it came out March third of this year, so yep. they were on pace to sell fourteen million before uh, the year about about at the year mark of it being out. Uh, they'll have already outsold if they keep this pace up the Wii U, uh, and I imagine they'll they'll beat that with you know that was that includes Black Friday sales. But I imagine December they're going to sell a crap ton of yep. uh, switches as well. Um, so yeah, like so like I said, the Wii U they're they're already on pace to outsell out. Uh, I'll sell that in the first in less than a year uh, than what the Wii U did, and I think what five years on the market, um, maybe four Roughly. and a half. Yeah, we're four and a half, five years. What 2012? Well, technically out? they're still selling Wii U games, so yeah, it's like five yeah. years on the market now. But they in the production was it uh, late last year? I want to say so. Yeah, about yeah. four years on the market, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I mean the thing wasn't selling super hot anyway. I guess the last couple of years, um, but they're also. Uh, close to matching what the GameCube did, just shy of uh, 22 million. Uh, they have a, I mean, they're not going to get that in the first year, but a real shot of beating that uh, fairly soon. Um, so yeah, thought that was kind of a cool thing. Shows you how well the Switch is selling. How you know Nintendo has seems like uh, for all intents purposes have turned everything around. Yep. Uh, kind of curious, you know, what 2018 is going to look like. Uh, for them, they've definitely given given us the, probably their three biggest games, uh, franchise games: Mario Kart, Mario, and Zelda, in the first nine months. So, I mean, I'm sure they got, they got I'm sure they got smashed in the way. Oh yeah, Mario Maker. You got Yoshi and Kirby for sure next year. Bayonetta got, one and two, and then Bayonetta three potentially being out the year possibly. I don't. Yeah, I don't. They said they said it was in production. They announced it was in production. So I think that's okay. They got. You look at like Metro Prime Four, Pokemon, and that Bayonetta Three, 2019-2020 looks pretty good for those. Maybe and so, uh, but yeah, there's a, there's a crap ton of games they can still port over from the Wii U. I imagine we're gonna see every single uh, big Wii U Nintendo game get ported over to the uh, 
Switch eventually. I hope so. so. Still cross my fingers for Captain Toad Treasure Tracker 2. Still a chance. <laughs> that game gets poured over everybody and you fucking buy it. Okay? I'll tell you what, man. Isn't it just bucks. remarkable, though? Isn't it just remarkable in the span of a year, like before the Switch came out, and then all of a sudden, right here, <laughs> like nine months after its release, like how well not only Nintendo's doing because of how much momentum that system has, but also be. And also, like, how everybody was so quick to snatch up the Switch because of how user-friendly that damn thing is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially considering how everybody was kind of came away from the uh, uh, the reveal uh, um, conference they had back in January. It was just like, oh. Uh, like, everybody saw ARMS. And, I mean, I admit I was, you know, I was there, too, with everybody. I'm like, and then you got uh, one, two Switch. It's like, oh man really okay but uh i mean they've knocked out of the park they they breath of the wild being an all-timer uh mario odyssey being another all-timer uh they basically stole the what little life was left of the vita and took all the big indie games that they were that was keeping that thing alive yep uh, and they're getting that and every you know for all it looks like a lot of third parties aren't they're dipping their toes in into the switch uh party right now and uh which is more than we could say what they did with the wii uh and the wii u yep um, so uh yeah it's cool it's definitely uh it is cool how this thing has taken off and i just hope that they can sustain it with uh i think worst case scenario for a lot of people um is this game is gonna be an awesome console for nintendo fans uh but they have a real shot of making this a i don't know if it's gonna be a wii like hit but it's gonna be potentially make this a huge huge hit for uh for everybody for casuals and everybody alike so um yeah i'm yeah i'm excited for next year i'm i I love yoshi's really world another yoshi game um bayonetta one and two gladly pick that up and play that again um so yeah next year looks pretty good and also i said the rumors are and i think everybody already kind of knew it uh but it sounds like there's been talks and rumors about um, uh, this uh, big uh, direct in January. I think yep. they hold. They usually have one. I think every year. Um, they kind of. It's going to be about kind of like what 2018 is going to look like. So I imagine we'll probably hear something about the. Um, Ooh, probably a lot of new games. <laughs> new games. Uh, probably. I, I won't be surprised to hear about a couple more ports. But then they also maybe the uh, bringing in the all the old games and we'll probably hear something about the. Uh, Nintendo online services because that's supposed to be starting up, uh, I think the, the beginning of 2018. So yeah, that's true. And what that's going to look like when we get our uh, monthly games and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, looks like 2018 has a good chance of being maybe not as good. You know, I don't know how you can top Breath of the Wild and Odyssey, but uh, could could be a really good year still for Nintendo. But um, uh, let's let's go ahead and move on to a couple other topics here real quick. Um, I'm going to run through this real quick. Uh, it's, it's one of my favorite things of the month for video games, uh, news-wise. It is uh, the November, November MPD numbers. Um, so uh, we talked about a couple weeks ago when they because they came out late because of Thanksgiving, uh, but where we thought Battlefront 2 would end up being. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like it did really well still. Um, but kind of run through the top 20 um, real quick. So number 20, Just Dance 2018, 19, WWE, WWE 2K18. Uh, 18, South Park Fractured But Whole. 17, Wolfenstein 2. 16, Mario Kart 8, still holding on. Damn. 15, Breath of the Wild, still out Damn. there. Damn. 
Sims 4 at uh, 14, 13 GTA 5, 12 mm. Shadow of War, um, 11 Pokemon Ultra Moon, 10 Pokemon Ultra Sun, uh-huh. uh, 9 Destiny 2, 8 wow. uh, Need for Speed Payback, FIFA uh, FIFA 18 at 7, uh, Mario Odyssey at 6, Madden wow. 18 at 5, NBA 2K18 at 4, Assassin's Creed Origins at 3, Battlefront 2 at 2, and Call of Duty WW2 at 1. And a little fact for you, and this is kind of crazy, is that Call of Duty 2, uh, WW2 is already the highest selling game of the year in the first uh, three weeks in the market. Mm. Uh, already has surpassed uh, Destiny 2, uh, surpassed Wildlands, and now uh, Call of Duty has already surpassed Destiny 2. Uh, it's actually mm. the Call of Duty uh, WW2 has already outsold uh, Infinite Warfare. Um, and Infinite Warfare has been on the market for a year. Um, so, yeah. So, yep. obviously, the sales for that have been really well. Um, November, you know, October was kind of like the big month, I think, for, I mean, for a lot of games, for, for, for everybody, I think. But uh, November was like the big month for, you know, like the, the big, huge like, shooting fan uh, market with like Battlefront 2 and WWE 2. And it's no surprise, 1 and 2 there. Uh, no idea. I was hoping we'd get some numbers like, sales wise for battlefront 2 but it doesn't sound like getting it but fortunately uh looks like it sold really well um and yeah i don't know i mean uh anything kind of stick out to you on this top 20 list well let's see the uh, anything that really stuck out towards the list really i mean i am kind of well actually i'm not surprised about like say call of duty or something like that because, well, that's just the thing, though. This is what happens when you don't piss off your fan base with a game concept that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they actually like. A lot of people were interested in going back to <coughs> World War II style anyway, so them making that much profit, yeah, that's no surprise to me. But what is sort of a surprising is just seeing how many, well, not just seeing, like, Sun and Moon, have, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon having two separate spots on the MPD. Yeah. I mean, why not just fucking just combine them, you know? Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get there in a second. I have something I want to talk about with that, or a point something I want to bring up. That's really funny, but go ahead. Okay, but anyway, anyway, it's like seeing how many games that are lumped together and stuff like that for, not just lumped together, but like just seeing how many Switch games are right there that are still consistently selling yeah. since then. That's a big deal right there. Breath of the Wild's been out since March and it's all it's still in the MPD things. Mario yeah. Kart 8 has been out since like around, I think around April of uh, this past year. Yeah, April. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has been out since April this past year and it's, and it's a port of a Wii U selling. game. It's a port of a fucking Wii U game which suggests yeah. to me that hardly anybody hardly any of the users that have the Switch now out of the 10 million plus probably did not even pick it up for the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> at all so that's pretty interesting in and of itself but anyway you had some factoids here yeah so <laughs> something that was really funny uh so they so they break it down by console like the mpd numbers i always just go through the, the top 20 overall and i'll like i'll look through the i'll look through everything and read some notes and uh i'll look down look at see if anything stands out by console by console um but i was looking at the top 10 3ds games uh sold for the month of november uh number 10 is pokemon moon uh, mm-hmm. Number nine was Pokemon Sun. Yeah. Number three, okay, no, number one was Pokemon Ultra Sun. Number two was Pokemon Ultra Moon. And number three was the Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon d- uh, Deluxe Pack. Uh, 
So, <laughs> so the top five of the top ten selling games were, were Pokemon Sun at some form of Pokemon Sun and Moon. So I thought that was pretty funny. Oh yeah. So they do combine is... them together. So that tells me maybe those numbers are higher because it, if they're counting the the deluxe pack, the dual pack, as its own separate thing, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying I don't know if they'll be able to jump like Destiny Two or anything, but uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm not too surprised about some of the numbers. Seen, I'm, I'm surprised to see Destiny Two already dropped down to number nine, barely scratched into the top ten. Oh uh, yeah. The, the two biggest disappointments to me is Need for Speed Payback and Battlefront 2. Uh, both, I mean, Payback, uh, a lot of people don't, they kind of got lost in the shuffle with the whole Battlefront 2 thing, but Payback uh, was apparently just as bad with um, uh, microtransactions and yep. real with it. They had to, like, pull them, they had to pull them out, of those, out of there, too, and they're totally rechanging, revamping the, the, the way you uh, progress in that game, too. Um, so... Yeah, and another thing, uh, the, the, the biggest, outside of, probably, actually, I take that back, bring the biggest bummer outside of that with EA with those two games is that Evil Within 2 already fallen out of the top 20. Um, yeah. And you look at um, South Park and Wolfenstein, um, 17, 18, barely in the top 20. Uh, so I'm, I'm bummed to see that. Hope that uh, those games kind of hold on uh, and do well. Uh, I, I know uh, South Park was, <clears throat> I think they were in the top um five last month so you know what's interesting though it's like <clears throat> uh you talk about major fall off assassin's creed is nowhere even to be found oh they're number three. Oh, is that number three? Oh, yeah God so damn, they i was paying attention yeah that's they <laughs> went from they fell from one to three so they're still hanging on and doing okay probably very well um but yeah the rest are no like sports games sell really well nba 2k uh is always consistently one of the three or four highest selling games of the year uh so no surprise there um but odyssey at uh number six beating out fifa um, yeah, is big. So for the for the for this month. So uh, yeah, overall, I you know, uh, I guess no major surprise. I I was being a little more hopeful about Battlefront Two. I'm surprised to see Payback um, being up there, but it's Need for Speed. I guess we shouldn't be surprised if that game's mm-hmm. still around. But uh, moving on to our uh, last topic for the day. Uh, so Take Two, uh, the they are the parent company for Rockstar and uh, the 2K uh, out there. So you know. They own all pretty much a lot of the biggest uh, franchises out there, GTA and uh, NBA, obviously, um, or NBA 2K games and WWE 2K games. Um, but um, they have announced this new kind of indie game label called Private Division. Mm. Uh, so what they're doing is basically small uh, small indie companies. Uh, they will take two will publish your game. But basically, they get the rights to whatever it is you make. So if you make the next big, say you make this Pixar, you make toy, the Toy Story of video games kind of thing, where like there's huge marketing deals and all this like toys and all that shit. They own all the rights to everything. So, but they're gonna publish all your games. They're gonna help pay for it and help you out. Um, and this is kind of a new thing they're doing. Um, they said no, don't expect uh, there'll be no games out before March 31st of 2019. So. It's going to be a couple of year, uh, probably a year and a half to two years before you even see anything from this. Or, well, play a game from this. Um, but they've already got a few big uh, big names out there for uh, um, for people they're bringing in. So they actually got um, the uh, one of the creators of Assassin's Creed, uh, his new game called Ancestors of the Humankind Odyssey, uh, is under the umbrella now. He's They're making a game for Private Division. 
they also have a unannounced RPG from the Fallout New Vegas guys of, of Obsidian. Oh, Obsidian. <clears throat> yep. So uh, a lot of unannounced games. Um, the Ancestors Humankind Odyssey is the only game that actually has a name. And actually, there's like a trailer out there, but there's no gameplay. It's like a game that takes place 10 million years ago uh, during, I think, about the Ice Age or something like that. I didn't see the trailer, but um, yeah. So that's the only one that's out there with a name uh, so far. Uh, also, they have um, former Dice Vet uh, devs are coming out. Um, a company called uh, The Outsiders. They're making a, a uh, unannounced RPG. Uh, a former Halo co-creator. Um, he is on on board now. He's making a sci-fi FPS. Um, his company is uh, V1 Interactive, and they okay. also earlier this year bought the acquired the rights to uh, the space flight sim uh, Kerbal Space Program. Oh, um, so they're definitely making some moves. Um, so kind of cool to see this. Uh, I think this is awesome that uh, we're going to see some. These looks like we're going to see some money uh, put into some of these smaller games. Like uh, it's been, I think we've talked about it. a lot of people have talked about it, but kind of that mid. Like it seems like more and more uh, over the last five or six years now it's been like um indie games and it's been triple a games yeah uh, and even like i mean indie games are getting bigger you look at games like the witness last year um or inside last year overwatch um like they're definitely getting better and a little bigger but they're still you know they're still indie games still smaller games but they're not like we're not seeing like a lot of the those like like the dead spaces and the mirrors edges like we used to like we're those... not seeing the middle tier sort of games that yeah. we have accustomed to be have been seeing ever since the uh, past couple generations and stuff. The fallout of middle tier games is what we are currently lacking <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. It seems like uh, I mean like we're like it's hard to complain when you look at like the last couple of years has been great for games. I think yeah, uh, especially this year. You look like I've, I've said it a few weeks ago like this is the year where it felt like. All the AAA games kind of fell in 2017, yep. and almost all of them hit. There's a couple yep. of bad ones, but they're all, for the most part, like good to like all time great. Um, so it's hard to complain about, you know, like about games not being as good as they were back then. But you look at, I mean, like Hellblade this year was kind of like the prime example. They even like uh, I can't think of the name that uh, that made them. I wanted to say Team Ninja, but that's wrong. But uh, <laughs> anyways, um, they called themselves they called that game an indie AAA game, and it's like yeah. I don't know what you call it. I mean, is it Double A? I don't know. What you, I mean, for using baseball well, the terms, term, the term Double A, yeah, that would be exactly sort of like the type of styling that I would name it. But it's like it's just basically a middle tier game, like how like uh, how Saints Row I would be considered like a middle tier game, yeah. even though it's yeah. considered like say. They've had quite a few games underneath the publisher stuff, but the thing is, the quality, the everything else of it, is more or less the type of game that's just under a big budget AAA game. Yeah, you know? Evil Within Two maybe is it? I don't know what the budget is in that game, but it could be considered a middle middle tier game. It's uh, worse, yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping this. I, I like this, and I hope we. I mean, that's something I, I would like to see more of. Uh, is really well made games that get some gets marketing push. And uh, has a good budget behind it, and it a lot of times hopefully be something different. You know, it looks like for the most part. I mean, this we've talked about this over the course of the, of, of the being over the course of, our, of us doing the show for almost five years now. But like, really, kind of towards when we started doing the show, it's like to like now, it's like a, most of the big games, like most of the of all the big AAA, all the big publisher games, 
it's a pretty much formulaic in a way where like they all kind of went towards um uh the games of service stuff like a destiny 2 open world kind of way, like open worlds you know like everything is going towards that it's like we gotta make this uh we want instead of just having a really good tight 5 10 15 hour game um we're gonna make these huge worlds with hundreds of hours and we're gonna we're gonna support these games for years and years and years which isn't a bad thing i'm not trying to knock it there's definitely been some great ones of those out um over the, over the last four or five years or so over the last True. 10 years but uh you look at like if when you really want something different we gotta go to the indie games to get like some really cool creative stuff and that's been the way for a decade or so but there's it was cool to like see some like me being i you know i love single player games i love evil within i love dead space mirror's edge and they're like not nice to say they're like drastically different than anything we've ever played before mirror's edge i think is and you can maybe make art for dead space but uh they kind of took the genres they were in or they made the brand new genre and they kind of took it like i always said dead space was uh they took the mantle that resident evil was back in the generation before that the ps1 ps2 era and they brought it to the 360 um and they try to make it bigger than it was, and they try to change it. Dead Space Three kind of flopped because they made it a bigger game, and they tried. Uh-huh. To, they made it Resident Evil Five. Uh, they just kind of got their two two games earlier um, than Resident Evil did. But um, yeah, I, I I love that this is happening, uh, and I hope I hope this is successful because I would you know I would love to see more games like a Hellblade out there or like a Evil Within Two, um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> something different, something fresh. Uh, and with with some good, you know, like I'm not a graphics snob, but I like to see some good high powered games. And that would also attract, you know, because there's people out there they just like look at the box, they look at the what they they only play wherever they they see when they're watching football or like the, they see on ads. And those a lot of those indie, like The Witness isn't going to get a huge marketing push on television. You're not going to see commercials for it. You might see it in the PSN store or something like that. Um, so to for people will see see games like this and see something hopefully different and new uh i hope this is uh, successful you know i look at like uh you know like ea did the thing unfortunately you know they made unravel which uh is possibly worse than what they did with battlefront 2 it's it's debatable it's debatable that might that might be a conversation we have for their day when justin gets here mm-hmm. uh, which which is worse battlefront 2 microtransactions are unraveled um and then you got Faye coming out here it's supposed to come out next year um, and you know, I, I don't, I don't know why this happened. Why, why Ubisoft stopped, but they had like the cool UbiArt stuff coming. Like 2014 was an awesome year with, they had like Child of Light, Valiant Heart and Rayman Legends all in like a few month period drop. And those are like Valiant Heart and Child of Light were like two $20 downloadable games that were yep. awesome. Yep. Uh, both of which landed in my uh, high on my top 10 list that year. And you got Rayman Legend, which was a really good game. Rayman Origins was a really good game. Um, and they just haven't done that since. I mean, they just keep porting Rayman Legend. Uh, but, um, yeah, I hope... I would love to see more of this. And I uh, I hope more companies do this. Like, it seems like... And it's not just video games. Like, you look at movies. Um, like, we see, like... Now, as we see, is more spinoffs than ever before. Uh, we see more Marvel movies than ever before. Yep. Uh, people are playing somewhat safe i mean they're spending more money than ever but they, they're spending more money on things that they know will make hundreds of millions if not billions of dollars like every marvel movie comes out as a guaranteed 
even if it's a mediocre one, it's gonna it's gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, if it's a Avenger movie, they're gonna make billions of dollars. Uh, DC movies are considered huge disappointments um, by WB, but it still rakes in almost like it's like eight nine hundred million dollars. Uh, so you like we have gone away from like Netflix is like kind of the whole like the one thing, and Amazon Prime to a smaller extent are like kind of like they're bringing back those smaller budget you know five ten million dollar movies that would make you know in box offices might make 30 or 40 million like they don't want like everybody like now all the big companies are just swinging for the fences and they're playing it safe but they're i mean it's profitable i I understand why but it's like there's this market that we're missing uh in just all things entertainment i think that uh that i hope that you know like something like netflix stuff like this private division stuff will bring back these cooler, smaller things, um, or middle tier things. Uh, but yeah, sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there, but yeah. What about you, Gables? <laughs> I almost forgot what we were freaking talking about, but yeah, Rockstar Games. What was that? Rockstar Games, like take two, the, take two, yeah, yeah, take two with the freaking like little indie stuff. You know, that's awesome, though. I mean, anything to just help support like the endeavors of. Uh, game creators and stuff like that because you need like some place in order to spread out your thoughts and ideas and creative concepts away from a corporate structure sometimes especially if it's like ones that may have like heavy emphasis upon like uh different types of objectives say like an activision or an ea or maybe even like a gearbox or whatever the hell where it's like you have a set thing that they want to get done you know they their main key like with any company is just to earn money and so it's like having the <coughs> having the funds from another company and then like having them to express themselves the end developers have to express themselves through like what kind of games they make you know that's that's really awesome though that uh take two is offering this at the moment yeah and i mean it's kind of a cool thing they when they were they were talking about it and i was reading uh, some of the quotes from it, and one of the people from Take Two was talking about a lot of these people. Like you look at, like they have the creator from Assassin's Creed. They have one of the co-creators of Halo. Uh, people like a city Obsidian coming in. People from Dice. Like they get these people that have worked on these big projects before. So they probably they probably have a pretty good idea what to talk about working yep. on these working on big triple like the biggest of the biggest games. And a lot of them they talk about like like people they just got burnt out doing big triple A games, doing the same thing over and over again, working on uh, you know, two, three hundred people crew. Now they're gonna be able to work on you know, it's a, it's maybe a couple dozen people working on these small games. It's a little more tight and it's gonna be uh something that they're more excited to do, it's something a little more personal. Uh so that's kinda cool that they're giving these people this outlet to do these things. So uh I take two is uh done some shitty things in the past you look like nba 2k this year especially yeah um coming out a couple weeks ago or a month ago about how they're more they're more worried about uh getting you know more money getting more they're less worried about sales how many game how many copies of game sales and more worried about how we're gonna make money off the gamers they have over time with microtransactions and shit like that so uh and dlc season passes whatever um but this is a cool this is a cool thing and this is a good i think pr move for them uh and uh, like i said hopefully it's successful because i would uh, love to see more people do this and more people get an uh, opportunity to uh do what they want to do and do what they love so yeah super awesome uh but i think that's gonna wrap up the show for this week um 
I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, like I said, I don't know really. I don't really know what the plan is for the next few weeks. Uh, like I said, we're gonna work out something. Probably gonna do like a year in review show, uh, and then do uh, our obviously our game of the year stuff. I don't know when those are gonna land. Uh, maybe next week. Could be a couple weeks out. Um, it's either gonna be next week or two weeks out. One of those two. Um, but that stuff, that stuff will start happening. But um, yeah, uh, like I said, thank you guys for listening. Um, if you guys want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. It is Drunk Nerds Podcast on there. Uh, like and join us, please. Uh, and also on iTunes, we are there, obviously, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Subscribe to us, please. Give us five-star reviews. Uh, leave a nice little comment. Um, we really appreciate that. It makes it better. It makes it easier for people to find us, which is good for us. It means more people get to hear us, uh, hear uh, Gable's beautiful voice, and possibly find out the numbers to his credit card. Um <laughs> Also on YouTube, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Podcast goes up there as well. Uh, so if you guys are more YouTube people, uh, we are on there. You can listen to the show. Give us a thumbs up. Uh, we are like whatever the hell it is. Uh, thumbs up, um, please, and uh, subscribe. And also on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Uh, follow us on there. Um, and on Twitch, I always forget. The, I always forget Twitch. Drunk Nerds Podcast. Uh, follow us on there. Send us a friend request. Uh, friends are good. We like friends. Friends are awesome. Uh, we want to be your friend. But uh, yeah, subscribe to us on there. Or follow us on there. Sorry. But uh, once again, thank you guys for listening. I was Rose. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gable. So until next week, everyone, I hope you have yourself a good week. Hope you play yourself some great games. And above all else, stay safe through the holiday week. Yes. beers there anyways we're on itunes now so go on there check us out and if you like us leave us a review and we'll even shout you out and jack will send you his credit card number